Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Super Bowl 57, Glendale, Arizona. Coming up on uh, Sunday, you'll hear it on The Zone. You'll hear Kevin Harlan coming up at about 9.30. At halftime, you'll hear Rihanna. Oh. Does that excite you? Uh, it's been a while since she's been around. Yeah. It's been six, seven years since she released an album. When was the last time she... I mean, the thing that people might forget, unless you are a diehard Rihanna fan... She's had 14 number ones. When when she was churning out music, it was usually going to the top of the charts. They were bangers. But when was the last time you saw her? Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a minute. Good way to reintroduce yourself to everyone. No, when no, when when, when was the I don't la- know. when was the last time that she was even on a tour? I don't know. Cuz she hasn't released an album since 2016. But a long time ago. Uh, oh, I think I think 2010. That was when I got married. That's not the answer. I just think when I hear Rihanna, I just think 2010. Uh, she broke up with uh, Aesop Rocky. So, you know, maybe now she broke up and now she has a bunch of breakup songs and she will sing them at the Super Bowl. Cool. Aes- Aesop Rocky? That's 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 the name? Yeah. I didn't know that. I thought Aesop was the fable guy. Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea about this. Let me tell you about the future. <laughs> Can we? <laughs> you guys aren't familiar with him? No. No. <laughs> I learn something every need, day. I, lo- do I love this. Do we need this. to have uh, like... A musical intervention? No. Do you guys know... Do I need to go mm-hmm. next okay, door? <laughs> let's, okay, I'll try and keep it for you two sports guys. Okay. <laughs> You're familiar with Sierra, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Check. We're good there. All right. <laughs> We've already talked about Drake. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm keeping the sports you are, yeah. I see with the connection. Uh, music. Yeah. Are you familiar with Machine Gun Kelly? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so now yeah. we're on a roll. Yeah. yeah. I'm just going to stop there because... Quit while you, you're you, ahead. You got a hat trick. Take a knee. Yeah. <laughs> we win 10 to 6. I mean, I associate Machine Gun Kelly with Megan Fox. Not necessarily his music. But he played in the NBA Celebrity All-Star Game last year, so I'm keeping it to sports. Yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I get it, but... I did hear something on the show that precedes us on the network about for a million dollars, you can get this whole package for the Super Bowl, and he's part of it. Machine Gun Kelly? Yeah. What does he do? I think he can just hang out with you, and, and you get to meet oh. him. And Shaq's involved, too. Okay. That's better. You and 11 buddies, uh, you get a, your own plane, you get obviously go to the game, all the parties, uh, all you can drink, vodka and champagne. Mm. Yeah. I think there's food involved. Is Megan going to be involved. there? Uh, he didn't say that, but that that might be worth uh, it. Yeah. That would be a, a draw. One opinion. one million dollars okay. put on by uh, Win Casino, which that triggered when you talked about Win taking the Creighton game off the book. So, well, he was. It's all connected. He performed last year, not at not of course at halftime, but I think him and the Chainsmokers were together. That sounds about right, and I know who the Chainsmokers are too. Yeah. Okay, they're always on game day. Yep. Yeah. 
Now, what about Halsey? They do a lot of collaboration. I, I know Halsey. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. So, Chain smokers and Halsey have guys, been together. You guys before. are redeeming yourself. Yeah. yeah. I just. I'm sorry. I don't know who Hesop Choi is. Or sorry, Aesop Rocky. <laughs> I was like, I know Aesop Choi. <laughs> when you said Aesop Rocky, I thought of Aesop Choi. I'm sorry. I did. That's where my mind went. Pitchers and catchers. So. Yeah. That's where my mind is in February. Wow. Well, I mean, praise the Lord. I'm just trying to help out my man, <laughs> who is a fashion killer. Got some angels up there. Good. Who else have you stayed up to... Uh, uh, <laughs> Watch LeBron last night, and sticking with the Aesop Rocky thing, uh, he had a single five, six years ago, F Sleep. Mm. He's also got some effing problems, but he's good for you. I will, um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to look into it. You're very white is what you're, what you're <laughs> <to say. laughs> I, I mean, is I that am, what I am, is I am that white. Is that what we're getting at? I here? am white. No. Yeah. Uh, let me double check. No denying here. that. So I, I brought this up earlier, the first hour. Yeah, again, it. Bet GM Caesars and win. The Creighton Seton Hall game is not up. I FanDuel, it's four and a half. Creighton is the favorite. That that line seems yeah. about right. Uh, right. Nebraska is still a 11 and a half point underdog. Mm, interesting. Across the board against Michigan. Now okay. That, that line seems right. Yeah, it does. Well. I'm just saying. Hmm. Oh, you make what's that? The uh, what's up? Mm. Uh, tempting, tempting. Because I could see that thing being really, really bad. Not that Michigan's that good. Or I could see this being one of those real ugly, scrappy. Nebraska stays within five. So I, I that one. More than any of the double-digit numbers against Nebraska, this is one that I could be tempted. That's my because hmm. Michigan's a they're they're a fickle bunch, aren't they? They're tough to figure right now, and and I'm not trying to say Nebraska isn't tough to figure. Oh yeah, so I'm I'm looking at that on covers right now, just all across the board. Yeah, FanDuel's up. There's a couple other ones, but yeah. Uh, win and bet 365, bet, bet uh, MGM, all off the board. Mm-hmm. That's weird. Okay. No, sorry. I was just I was curious on. Just who, repeating what I. No, said. I'm just curious yeah. on who had the line because there's a couple that still have it and where that number is. Yeah. But uh, no, I, it wasn't that I didn't believe you. I was just, just curious. But yeah, the Nebraska one is. I think that number is intriguing. That that number is tempting, because I could honestly see a scenario where Nebraska covers tonight. Uh, what was I know this not to put you on the spot, but last year was a weird game. Uh, the line last year was probably pretty healthy in the game in Ann Arbor, where Nebraska was just getting boat raced, and the next thing you know, uh, they go on a, a huge run. To get back into the game, uh, and they only lost by six. the The thing that'll happen tonight is, what's the answer for Dickinson and Howard? Right. And what happens if Derek Walker gets in foul trouble? Yes. Now, th- there's there's the part of the Penn State game where you don't want to react, overreact to one game. 
because Nebraska had been a turnover factory until the game against Penn State, but they played really well against Penn mm-hmm. State, but I don't think Penn State respected Nebraska. And Nebraska came out, played well. Uh, Tomanaga hit some shots, and they got some key contributions, and they played winning basketball at the end of the game. Yeah. They didn't allow Penn State to get back into the game. When we've seen, when it gets to be crunch time, eight minutes to go, the door will open, and the next thing you know, you go from being up four or five or in a tight game, and you lose by 16. Yeah, I think... Tonight, the, the most important thing, this is, this also goes for Creighton as well, because I think if Creighton, Seton Hall has been, Seton Hall's playing better, but Seton Hall has been slow starting, and they're playing at home, and I think the, I would hope the environment would be fairly big, because that's a huge game for Seton Hall if they're thinking about getting to the NCAA tournament, Absolutely, having a Creighton yeah. win on your resume. Not a bubble, they're a bubble team um, right now. It's but you go, on the, you go on the road, and it's important to get to the free throw line early, in my opinion. Is Nebraska going to get to the free throw line early against Michigan? But I wonder how this game will be officiated in both places. Yeah. Because what does Nebraska do if Walker gets in foul trouble? Okay. I think Breidenbach's minutes are going down, down, down. Mm-hmm. Wilcher's minutes are going down, down, down. More Tominaga, more Lawrence, more Sam. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm, Dawson, Cato's going to have to play tonight. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, you know, w- what happens if in the Creighton-Seton Hall game, how it's officiated. What if Kalkbrenner gets into foul trouble on the road? Yeah. I mean, you, you could you could essentially say that about all starting five for Creighton. If if a couple of guys got into foul trouble, what are you expecting off the bench? But in particular for Nebraska, what happens if Walker gets in foul trouble? I, I mean, what's the, the... I mean, what what do you actually do? I mean, are you... And we saw, we saw a little bit of junk zone, and you see Fred kind of implement that even when, you know... Derek Walker's on the floor too, but how are you going to offset that? Because I'm with you on Breidenbach. I mean, that's not the answer. I mean, Blaze Keaton's battling injuries, has played some spot minutes, but he's not ready. And, you know, kind of going back to last game too, as much as I really do appreciate Tominaga's performance, that's you're not getting that every night. And that's probably not a recipe for success if Derek Walker is not more involved. So if he is being officiated in a way that is going to handcuff him and not allow him to be able to defend Dickinson and really occupy that paint. It's, that's an issue. It's a big issue. And this is where you kind of look at that depth and the lack of answers that Nebraska really has outside of Derek Walker. And from the standpoint of two, it makes you think a little bit about the future of this program going beyond. But tonight's a good example of that. And over to the Creighton part of this too. Look, this is what, two games now where the, the bench – has not scored. And I know that they're able to get away with that. Oh, but, uh, bench not scoring. How about Saturday? There were zero bench points between, for both teams. Yeah, between in the two. Team. Yeah. How that's there's there's gotta be a, a Rob Anderson stat out yeah. there about the last time that happened. Yeah. And I think there are is excited as it's been to see this this Creighton team kind of, you know, win a couple of Gritty games, some ugly games, but get the wins. I, I know that that's in the back of a lot of people's mind of, can you keep surviving like that? And I think eventually the answer is no. Tonight, I feel like, boy, you're going to need some of that. If you are goose egg tonight on the bench, eh, that worries me in this matchup on the road. That worries me. But yeah, as far as the Nebraska, going back to the original question about if you don't get... Derek Walker minutes consistently because he is on the bench because of foul trouble. Okay, then that's where I'm looking at the uh, the spread and saying there's your there's your problem right there. There's your problem.
If he's on the floor, if this is officiated, and again, that's a big part of it. If he's on the floor and he's affected defensively, okay. I, I mean, I, th- I think you can hang in this one. I think you can be around in this game late. But it probably does come down to that one factor. In case they going off for 32. Uh, I would just let him cook. Let KSA cook. Shoot wherever. Just do it. Shot volume uh, increases tonight? Well, since his since you lost two guys to injury, and so you have to find way, ways uh, for other minutes, uh, 22 against Northwestern. He had, and then he had three at Maryland, but he only played 22 minutes. But his minutes have gone up. So he played 33 against Northwestern. He played 29 in Champaign. He had 11 points, and then he played 31 on Sunday, so he had 30. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's now he's now all of a sudden going to go, he's going to be a guy that's going to be 29 to 32-minute guy. Yeah. When it was, I know it wasn't obviously the last game. When was the game that Sam started over him? Maryland. The Maryland game, okay. So, yeah, I mean, it wasn't like he, in the stretch when oh, Bandamel went out, it, when Bandamel went out, you thought, okay, well, Casey's he's going to be a regular starter. And that wasn't the case. There was a game shortly after Ben Mills' injury that Sam Hoiber got the start over Casey. So, not saying, not suggesting he's not starting tonight. I'm just saying. Uh, Illinois. Okay. Yeah, not, not, okay. Mar- Maryland was the game that Hoiberg had 15. Yeah. But Casey started that game as well. Okay. All right. 7 uh, 25. Both uh, Nebraska and Creighton are playing at the same time uh, tonight. Jimmy, Early. you look on your phone there. Have you figured out why the Creighton-Seton Hall game is not up at a couple of major books in Vegas? No, I just confirmed uh, Brandon Vogel will be on at 8.30. Does he know? Uh, Maybe he knows. No, I could text him and say, just, hey, you got an hour. This to is very curious yeah, that it's, it's not, not at those. I mean, those are three major books in uh, Vegas. But it is up on FanDuel. It is fishy, though. Well, it just it's maybe weird. there's an injury. The, the, the only thing I would be an injury that someone is privy to. But the line, wherever you get the line, it, it seems right. It actually has now dropped at one book to three and a half. Iowa State, West Virginia is not up on FanDuel. Maybe uh, maybe they know that Bob Huggins is getting ready to retire. Maybe he's going to announce it before that game. Perfect time. He's 69. Oh, the emotion. Yeah, I don't think – I, I think <laughs> I think that's one to watch in the offseason is if Bob Huggins decides to do one more year. Then he will commission the new college basketball league. Hey, we are in February where, you know, teams are looking behind them if you're on the bubble and you got to win some important games. But we're also starting to get into, okay, which coach is going to be back or not. Mm-hmm. We talked about it a lot on this show because, you know, you know Fred's status, who knows if Fred knows. I mean, I, I think Fred's coming back for year number five. Is last night, I think a coach wrote his ticket out of New York City, and that's Mike Anderson. Probably. Probably about time. Butler. When's. I got to I got to look. What's what's Butler's longest win streak this year? I don't know. Butler's not very good. No, I know they're not good. And St. John's. That's bad. St. John's cannot handle. They they were saying hockey, a two goal lead is one of the most difficult (laughs) leads to protect. (laughs) I hate that. St. John's holding a double figure lead is (laughs) one of the most difficult things for them to accomplish. 
There's no reason they shouldn't have won that game at home last night. They were rolling. They were up eight with six to eight oh. with about three to go, and they ended up losing 68-66. That snapped a five-game losing streak for Butler, by the way. Yeah. Mike Anderson, thanks for the memes. Now St. John's, swallow it, swallow it, do it for the Big East. Don't go very far from campus. They would have to they would have to check their morals at the door. I'm with you. Do it. Rick Patino. Rick Patino and St. John seems like a marriage that mm-hmm. is bound to either be great or an absolute train wreck. Bring it all either back. Way. Old school. Either Big way. East. It's must see. Oh, he'll still get I mean New, New Rochelle's not that far. I don't care what people train. say. He the guy can coach. Maybe not the way that you would want a team to be uh, constructed, but he can coach, and he is still a major, major name and personality in this sport. You just got to... Or just keep losing and you just have be to, irrelevant you, in New York City. As the athletics department, you just have to answer some questions early on in that uh, hiring process. So Iona right now is 16-7. and seven. They're 9-3 and three in uh, conference play. I've done a game in their gym. The garden is a little bit bigger. No, it, this would come down to, would the, can we deal at St. John's for what we stand for? Mm-hmm. Could we deal with any negative pushback against Rick Pitino? Well, here's your negative pushback. You've been passed in your conference by where would you like to start? <laughs> okay? Yep. And they fanned on a couple of hires. Now, I thought Mike Anderson would work out, but they haven't been able to take the roster accumulation and turn it into wins on the floor and you gotta win because Georgetown is gonna make a big statement with their coach yeah and Georgetown's gonna pass St. John mm-hmm. those are two schools that should be good in great basketball cities that when they are good they're must see big wow. ticket items I mean you can't be irrelevant D- DC there. New York and Chicago can't be at the bottom of the Big East no no so but Last night, it's just painful to watch St. John's play because you could see it. You knew that they were going to blow that lead. Even against Butler, which Butler has many challenges, and Butler Mm -hmm. is like a really – Butler is the team that everybody plays to get well, except for St. John's. Butler went on a two-game winning streak against Georgetown and DePaul early in conference play. By the way, big win over K-State. Didn't even realize that they beat Kansas State early in the season. Oh, yeah. Uh, K-State has had a couple of clunkers against Butler and then on the road at TCU, but they blew out TCU last night. That's when uh, Butler had a rolling four-game win streak there. That'll be an intriguing offseason in the Big East with Georgetown and the murmurs of Ed Cooley and uh, St. John's because I don't think they can run it back with Mike Anderson. No. That is interesting, though, on, on who the name, the market, what that could attract because... At the very least, Rick Pitino's tempting. At the very least. It, that talk has happened or is happening. Just have him wear a Louis Karnaseka sweater for a few games just to kind of smooth over, have some goodwill. And, you know, Louis's still alive. They could talk. Yeah, he like, still comes hey, to the games. Yeah. But more reason you want to get I, it right. I, I hate that. I hate, the, I hate those discussions. You know what? If you're hired as a basketball coach, respect the past, mm-hmm. honor the past, but you know what? Do it your way and don't let people tell you how to do it. Yeah. Whether you're Matt Rule coming to a place where right. Tom Osborne is still alive or, you know, 
Big John is not alive at Georgetown, and whoever the next Georgetown coach is probably is going to have absolutely no connection like as he's worked for him or played for him at Georgetown. So you respect the past, but you got to do it your own way. Right. You can't be handcuffed by, oh, we used to do it like this, Mm -hmm. and that shadow lingers over the program. Well, you never get anywhere, and you end up right back where you started. Uh, You know, and I I don't know. I've I've never really felt like the Carnesecca shadow hangs over St. John's, but you went from Chris Mullen, who played for him, and then Mike Anderson, and and probably what the expectations for St. John's basketball is to be like he used to be, that Walter Berry is going to walk through the door, (laughs) or Felipe Lopez. Well, when you fail with the the old guard, and I mean, we can totally relate to this with Nebraska, where there were so many reasons that people felt, and it depended on who you were, but you were still coming to the same conclusion that you felt like, hey, Scott Frost is like kind of the perfect thing. He's, you know, young coach that's had some recent success, but also understands the past. This is going to work. It got everybody excited. And you go through even more disappointment that I think at the very least, and we'll see if this is the same thing with St. John's, though, is that you are now open to something different. You're open to something away from any kind of connection. You know what? You know what I like about Matt Rule? Matt Rule recognizes Tom Osborne is still alive, and there's a reason why he's walking into a nice place every day. But Matt Rule, in his first couple of months, is doing it his way. Yeah. Okay? It's the only way this is going to work. And he also has a lot of people that have no connection to Nebraska that are on his staff. Yep. Okay, so this is all new to them. And so you don't take for granted that you're at Nebraska – and think that everybody's going to bow down to you, you go first. It's actually kind of refreshing yeah. that you have a lot of new people around here. And I said this right when he was hired, and you weren't with us, Nick. I said, Matt Rule, number one piece of advice. Recognize the past. Don't stiff-arm anybody. There's a lot of people who want to help you. But you know, the only person that can help you is yourself. And do your program the right way. So when things aren't going well, you have no nobody else to blame but yourself. Or if you need to fix things, you already know what you have to fix because mm-hmm. you're the one that did those things. Yep. I can appreciate that. Yep. And it's some places mm-hmm. where there is this incredible history and there are legends that have been in your shoes before you, it's tough to get away from. Mm-hmm. But the coaches that succeed honor and recognize the past, but they do it their way. Yeah. Doesn't mean you're always going to succeed. You might fail. That's fine. I mean, but at you, least learn, at you end, learn from failing. Yeah, and at least at the end yeah. you say, well, at least I did it my way and tried it, and I can live with that. Right. But also, it comes down to the person that's in the power chair making the hire. Are you going to run it back and just try and keep latching on to the, the past? Mm-hmm. Or are you going to try something new that is different and that you trust with your gut is the right one? I mean, we, we, we put the coaches in the spotlight a lot, but we also need to focus a lot on the athletic directors that are making hires. Right. Some Absolutely. are qualified to make hires. Yep. Others... They have no business making hires, mm-hmm. and they're, they are not held accountable. I hope we start holding athletic directors that make hires accountable, and we also hold athletic directors accountable in high regard of people that make decisions on their own, and they are strong in their conviction that yeah. this is who I want. Yep. You know? It's, I mean, it's the only they, way, the only way they, it's going to work. And this might be the way it works at a place like Nebraska that has had missteps either in the power chair or on the field mm-hmm. for a while is – you had an athletic director who had conviction and would not be denied of the guy that he wanted. Wouldn't let people knock him off track. Wouldn't let money knock him off track. Had to have somebody say, you want that guy? Ted Carter to Trev Alberts, go get that guy. Mm-hmm. And so he went and got a guy that really is unlike a lot of the coaches that have come at Nebraska before. I appreciate that. 
And so that's why I'll look closely at a, at a Georgetown or a St. John's when they have to make hires of places that have such great history. Because you go into, and, and it's kind of sad right now, because whether you're playing at MSG or Carnesecca Arena or you're playing at whatever they call the arena in D.C. now, I mean, it changes daily. Right. Still thinking of it. It's sad. Center. It's sad. There's nobody there. Yeah. I mean, they have these great promotions called Come Dressed as an Empty Seat. Okay, they do well in that promotion, but I don't think that makes them any money. Right. Okay, those are kind of sad. It's sad yeah. to watch Georgetown and St. John's right now. Mm-hmm. And that's part of what made the Big East great back in the day. These big cities, these NBA arenas, it would be full. The basketball would be great. You can't have those programs be bad. But seeing those programs go through a pretty big dry spell, too. Again, I kind of relate it back to Nebraska. And, I, and, and to your point about athletic directors, you're not making these decisions one way or the other based on the pulse of the fans. You can't do that. Okay, that, I mean, and I think the, the best athletic directors, heck, even the most average athletic directors understand that. But it does help the decision go over a little bit smoother of whoever the next guy is. When you have connected the past, it has not only not worked out, but it's failed miserably. That then everyone else is kind of open, okay, it's time for something new. Respect the past, but we need new vision, new perspective, and, I mean, that's across the board. A perfect example here in Nebraska, but also at, at places that are historically great basketball brands. Like Georgetown, it's still a juggernaut if you get the right guy. That's still a major basketball brand. There's still a major cool factor that you can tap back into if you find the right person. And I feel like right now it's right because the old yeah. way and the connections to the program have failed miserably. So Rick Pitino, of course, with his past, is a polarizing figure. There, no denying in the college game the man can win basketball games. Mm-hmm. Is is he a person, a good person, that you would take home to your grandma and say, hey, look who I met on the street. It's Rick Pitino. Yeah. Probably not. No. Grandma would have probably a word or two to say. Um, old man Doug writes in to his own email box. Well, Morning actually sent it to us, the Equitable Bank inbox. Rick Pitino is trash, and I don't know what he did with his face. <laughs> oh. <laughs> should have probably read that before. Uh, if you are saying Pitino should be St. John's coach, then you're saying Nebraska should hire him if Fred is fired. He's the same as Urban Meyer. I'm getting a lot of response here. Would Nebraska hire Rick Pitino? Hmm. So for St. John's, which has for over a decade been a shell of itself, a long time. I mean, look at long they went time. Norm Roberts, Chris Mullen, Mike Anderson, mm-hmm. and I, and I, I really wanted Mike Anderson to work, but God, they're I thought it they could. Just, they, they've got a they got a disease of losing right now. Yep. So you are at, you are at St. John's, which you would love to be back in the eighties and the nineties. Okay, mm-hmm. when people in the across the country were talking about St. John's. It made an you, appearance in coming to America. You can, at a place like St. John's, you can go and get the five-star that lives down the street from you. Mm-hmm. Okay? You can, you, can, you can recruit. You can attract talent. You're in the portal age. New York City. Yes, you can attract. But you know what? To bring a program back to national prominence, you need a guy that's walking the sidelines. You also are in a market and a conference which you have been passed, yeah. and the gap is getting wider. What do you need to bring national prominence and attention to your program? Rick Pitino. I mean, the guy has a nice little track record of recruiting. 
in New York City. He is a winner on the floor as a college basketball coach. You would have to, and that's why I prefaced it when we started this discussion. Mm -hmm. If you're St. John's, you would have to check a couple of things at the door if you went down this path. But you don't think that coaches, whether in, in the Big East, whether they think he's slimy or not, and how slimy individuals he would put on his staff, you don't think they would go, dang. Uh-oh. Man, they, they would. Man, they're going to win. Especially they're, in the Big East. They're going to find a way to pay and get dudes. Yep. Huh. Because the things that Rick Pitino was, um, you know, booted for, other than the, you know, yeah. there was the, the prostitute incident. But as far as impermissible benefits, a lot of those things, they're legal now. Legal now. You can incentivize your recruits now. Well, you're not supposed to incentivize them from coming from another team, but you can reward them financially. Something that, you know, Rick Pitino for a long time was accused of doing before we had an IL. Before it was. Hey, cool. Well, you'd have to you'd have to say if you hired him, okay? I mean, Iona did the same thing when they brought him when he came back into the college game. Hey, you know, so he had sex with a woman on a table at an Italian restaurant. Who has Yes, it? that's what I said. I haven't. You haven't. I have not. Nick has not. No. He did that in 2009. Okay? And then he was part of the bribery of a recruit mm-hmm. and, you know, why he got fired at Louisville. Okay. Iona had a face and say, we think that he's a different person. Well, in the back of their head, they're going, God, if we win in basketball, look what that's going to bring attention. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's the way it is. Mm-hmm. If we win in basketball... People yeah. are talking about you. Overlook that stuff. If we don't win in basketball, we'll get rid of him quicker. Yep. We'll just get rid of him and, yeah, no, it didn't work. No. Okay, we'll save face. We'll, we'll move on to the next coach. Mm-hmm. But that's that's the thing with St. John's, that if, if they if they decide to go down this path, they would have to check some things, yep. and they'd be pretty secure. Yep. But it would resonate throughout the uh, uh, conference. Definitely, mm. definitely would. I mean, wouldn't it get you guys fired up? Do you go down, I mean... It was kind of cool seeing Chris Mullen, who always showed yeah. up with no socks, right? You know, coaching for St. John's. Yeah, it's it's still, you know, even though it is just in a flame, there's still a presence to Patrick sure there on is. the sidelines of Georgia. Absolutely, there is. Even even the little weasel Sean Miller mm-hmm. when Xavier was here. Yeah, I mean, look at Hurley. Mm-hmm. I mean, Hurley will be here on Saturday. <laughs> you see, you see Danny Hurley, and you immediately get enraged. Yep. Yeah, and then you add okay, potentially again. Just hypothetical, you throw Patino yeah. in that mix? You, you, You're you, watching. You think the Creighton fan up in uh, the, uh, Section 230 uh, on uh, Saturday throwing uh, one of the aluminum bottles in celebratory mode because you're excited because you beat Villanova? You don't think you see Hurley? Somebody goes, aluminum bottle? I'm throwing the whole damn keg. <laughs> yep. Yeah, you don't think that yep. Patino in this conference would get you? Oh, yeah. Look at the responses you there's just said presence. you got. Yeah. They'd be paying attention. There's They'd be a, all over it. Yep, there's a major presence. Yeah. Major presence there. So we'll, uh, but this isn't this isn't we'll us see. advocating for him in his past, but the consideration, if you're St. John's of this, if you don't believe that this has not been a conversation, I think you're kidding yourself. Now, again, how likely is it? Would it come to fruition? I, I don't know. That's up to St. John's, but I guarantee you the conversation has taken place. And it probably should. How long that conversation goes, I don't know. I mean, you just have to say, hey. What are, what are we okay with? Strippers, prostitute, and Adidas money. Mm-hmm. 
one of those is now legal. We're good. Yep. We're good. Uh, all right. 7.43. Uh, Brandon Vogel is going to stop by at 8.30. Uh, Scott Shanley as well. And then Kevin Harlan, uh, the radio voice of the Super Bowl, will uh, be on the show coming up at uh, 9.30. If you missed it late last night, how could you? LeBron James is the all-time scoring leader. And is there a reason, unless you're a Laker fan, to watch the Lakers anymore this year? <laughs> Gambling? Maybe. About it. See how AD does. Yeah. He had a good view of uh, LeBron's record-breaking shot. He was sitting on the bench while all of his teammates were up. Yep. Hmm. Not a good look. Are they still I, doing Taco Tuesdays together? Uh, I don't know. I, mm. I think their relationship has changed a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think LeBron is spending more time with his kids. Yeah. Yes. All right, 744. Mornings with Sharp and Hanley on 1620 The Zone. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.